Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. Listen, brother. I think it's a good day for recording. Hell yeah. It's a good Sunday to have. Hopefully everybody out there is enjoying it. And um, happy recording day. Happy recording day, bro. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. So we got a special guest with us today. We'll get right into it. Yeah, we do. Because, Who we got uh, up on here? We gotta we gotta maximize this time and make this <laughs> shit real. I'd I tell just you realized what. we're all three bald. <laughs> Bald's beautiful. Three sexy ass bald men. That's funny. On a call. And uh I wish I could take the- a picture of this right now. Oh wait, I can. <laughs> You can. Nope. Got the, How dumb. got the sexiest Polish man I've ever met in my life. Oh, and, and, and my uncle. My uncle, Michael. <laughs> my friend, Alan Studer. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Appreciate it. We're so glad that you're here, brother. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, man. Hey, no, I appreciate you uh, shooting out uh, some love to us uh, a couple of episodes back on uh, episode 147, man. Yeah. When you guys were talking about the draft and everything and got me amped up. So, yeah, Yeah. I appreciate you having me come on. So tell us, uh, tell us uh, the name of your podcast and where people can find you. Let's start off there. Yeah. So so we started up uh, me and my buddy Peach. Um, we started up a podcast called the Peach and Stew Podcast. Um, it's at P I E S C H underscore S T U cast on Twitter. And, uh, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Breaker, all wherever you're getting your podcasts from. Word. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's mainly a, a, a sports podcast. Uh, I do a lot of horse racing stuff. I own, I've got a lot of friends in the industry. So we talk to a lot of people in that, but we're also doing sports stuff. Uh, that was a good one. Sorry, man. We belch. <laughs> <laughs> that was a solid one. Oh yeah. Plenty more to come. Yes. Yes. Um, no, it's, it's been, uh, this whole podcast thing. Wild. Like, right. Um, Everybody's got a podcast now. <laughs> it feels like everybody's doing a pod. But um I, I remember like getting onto it like when Joe Rogan first started and like the Adam Carolla show, like the first like couple big podcasts. And now it's just like it's it's almost too much. Like I have like twenty five different podcasts <laughs> in my queue every week and it's like Yeah, I feel you on that one, man. I just recently had to go through and delete stuff. Which I guess I had my settings on the iPhone set weird or something, so it was just keeping all of the archived. <laughs> I'm like, why is my phone full? Right. Run out of space real quick. Yeah, you gotta purge. You gotta purge. Absolutely. I like so, doing that I like doing that with my phone contacts. Like there's nothing better than purging people out of your phone. Yeah, that's like a half day thing too. At least for it's, me. Oh, it's like, yeah, I get one salty text message. Deleted. (laughs) (laughs) Got to clear them out. That's for sure. Dude, I agree with the podcast thing, though, man. I I got into it late in the game, and um, as soon as I, like, discovered it, I was hooked. And then I'm like, holy shit, this can't be that hard. Like, you just record your thing, and you put it up somewhere. Like, And then I discovered it kind of is a little more than that, but, like... It's so cool, right. man. You know, a ton of work to 
learn how to do the editing and posting and RSS feeds and all that crap. It's a whole lot more that goes into it. Yeah, I know I've talked with you, Uncle Michael, uh, in, in getting that going. Uh, I mean, I love your guys' website. It's just fun to grow it. I mean, it's it's yeah. become a, a second hobby where it's like, how big can we grow this? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like we're we're not we're not huge by any means or even big, but like I just think it's cool that we get, you know, an average of twenty listens like within a couple days of it coming out. It's like who the hell wants to listen to us like talk about shit? <laughs> but people do. Yeah. We've we've had a couple hundred episodes so far and we're we're so how long have you that. been in the whole podcasting realm then? So we started in December. Um, of 2020? Or no, of 19? Yeah, yeah, this past December. We started um, basically because I was on a, on a heater, uh, gambling-wise. Uh, I destroyed college football last year. I was up like five grand. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> so I started with 70 bucks, 75 bucks. So it's well. I started with more than that, but but uh, there's a friend of mine called the I call him the Bobcat. He's he got that nickname because I was in a uh, country and I was working for some people and uh, and I I looked over at him and I was like, you know, if we just put a Bobcat in a cage and and push your chair aside and just let that bobcat in its cage just chilled next to a computer nobody really tell a difference he is he is wired differently Hmm. and uh he is a college football connoisseur he went to alabama and everything so it's all sec football all the time hell yeah so he goes he goes hey hey guys uh i got 200 bucks we get four or five buddies 200 bucks we got thousand (laughs) dollars We're gonna kill college football season, and <laughs> so week one rolls around, and I get a phone call from him. He's like, "I love USF at home against Wisconsin. They're gonna win." Um, and he subsequently <laughs> took the thousand dollars, put it on USF, and I was like, "Hey, Bobcat, um, you know this is week one. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. We got we got fifteen more weeks." Actually, twenty if you want to count include the bowls. Sure. Don't you want to just like maybe a hundred bucks? <laughs> yeah. No, because you can win seventeen thousand. Okay. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin won by forty. So, dude. After that, dude. I started doing my own thing, and I got on a heater, and um, so I was like, oh, let's let's do a podcast where we put this out, and. Uh, started in started in my buddy's basement and uh, turned into nice one. Uh, it turned into what it is today, which is talking to a lot of cool people and and um, some some of the people that like I never thought I'd get a chance to talk to, but giving them a forum and helping people out um, in the horse racing world, especially right now they're getting killed and. Uh, you know, making new friends and it's, it's been awesome. That's cool, That's man. Incredible. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Michael, so how- Michael, well, hang on. Michael told us that, uh, you've been listening to a few of the recent episodes and we we're air quote nerding out about the, uh, the draft and dude, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta be honest. I'm a little intimidated cause I don't know too much when it comes to sports i just know there's the ball here's some rules i like this team hope they fucking win follow a few players and he's like nah this guy knows like everything and i'm like oh shit maybe we don't have him on <laughs> so like so like yeah i mean you can nerd out about it i mean i was watching videotape of north dakota state's quarterback uh because he's gonna He's going to be a guy that gets drafted very high in another year or two. And, like, if you want to go down the nerd hole and watch tape and watch film, yeah. But, I mean, a lot of folks just are like you. Like, they just want to turn on the game. They don't want 
if somebody's going to sit there and tell them the ins and outs of stuff, like UGA football, for instance, right? I'm a Spartan alumni. Uh, go green. Oh, and, man. And How are you and Michael friends? <laughs> we don't talk about that. We just talk about that's right. awesome Tigers jacket that he lets me wear. Keep it separated. <laughs> that's right. Totally different. And, uh, you know, I, I still watch UGA football. Um, and I, I follow the recruiting and I follow the, the try to follow the history of the program because I'm coming in late to it. Um, and try to understand where they're going, why they're doing things. And yeah, it's, 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 it's a big undertaking, but like, yeah, getting back to the draft. I mean, <clears throat> just honestly, we, we gave our draft grades in a uh, recent episode and uh, uh, this past week. And like, if you want to look at UGA players like Jake Fromm, you were talking about Jake Fromm getting drafted to the bills. He, his problem was that he didn't have any, he had one wide receiver this year, Calvin Pickard, who's going to be a monster. He's like six, three athletic. He can jump. He can, he can go get balls. He was, he was eating up LSU's secondary at the end of the uh, cotton ball. Right. Yeah. Um, fantastic player. But when you only have one guy, and UGA, they they do recruit really good wideouts and stuff. It's just, I think Kirby Smart just isn't the greatest offensive mind. Mm-hmm. So kind of hamstrung him a little bit. And his footwork's not the greatest. His arm's not the greatest. And so you can see him slide. I was really pumped the Lions drafted DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I saw that. I love him. He's going to be excellent. He's a screen game kind of running back. So, and uh, the lines, do you remember uh, Theo Riddick? Yes, of course. Yeah, so he's going to, he's like Theo Riddick on steroids. Because Theo wow. Riddick couldn't run the ball. He could catch, but he couldn't run. Yeah. Um, Swift can run. He can run. And should be interesting. There's a lot of tread on that tire because when he was a freshman, he was behind Nick Chubb and um, Sony Michelle. Michelle. And then he split carries with uh, Elijah Holyfield, Evander's son. And, Another beast. Yeah. And then this year he he was out for a few games. He only had like 300 carries in college. And if you want to compare that, Jonathan Taylor had like 800. So (laughs) there's a lot more wear on those tires than Swift. So, Um, but UGA, yeah, I follow them. I follow, try to follow everybody. So give me your take on the Lions not taking Tua. It's silly. It's silly because look, if if I'm if I'm running the Lions with you and Sean. Right, I sit down and say, "Look, people don't believe we're going to take Tua. We don't. We don't need to take Tua. We should, if we want to plan for the future. But let's say our job depends on it this year. Mm-hmm. People need to respect us, and we'll tell them, like, hey, we're going to draft Tua if you don't trade with us. So your call. You either trade up or we're taking.'" And I don't think that conversation was had because Miami and Los Angeles said, oh, yeah, you ain't going to do it. So we'll just wait. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened, right? <clears throat> Goes to Miami. And uh, and now he's going to be a beast in Miami. He's going to be. He's going to be fantastic, I think, when he gets on the field because they really added some online presence. They got uh, Jackson, a left tackle out of USC, who was probably like the fifth best offensive tackle in the draft. And then they, I really love they, in the second round, they got a guy by the name of Robert Hunt out of Louisiana. He's a raging Cajun. And <laughs> he, he was clearly the best guard in the entire draft. So when you, when you beef up that offensive line 
and they're not going to be good this year. So next year, you no, got to imagine not. they're going to have a shot at a guy like Jamar Chase out of LSU. They're going to have a pick of, you know, Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddell out of Alabama. Um, they're going to have they're going to have options for more weapons. Yeah. But, you know, what? I, I felt like, you know, the Lions really should have picked him up because either way, he needs to sit for a year anyway, in my opinion. He needs a red shirt, right? Uh, he well, I mean, he did shatter his pelvis against Mississippi State. Well, and that's the other thing. That's the other thing. He needs to heal up and get stronger. And there's nothing like those uh, NFL steroids to help you. Uh, <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, help you get to where you need to be. A lot of people were comparing it to the Bo Jackson injury. You remember the Bo Jackson injury when he just like shattered his leg and it was he was like Dunzo. I do not remember no. that. <laughs> Bo Jackson was okay. So Bo Jackson used to play football for the Raiders, and he played baseball for the uh, Royals, right? Kansas City. Yeah, and he basically just shattered his leg in a football game. Right? Okay. He was never the same afterwards. He didn't have the same explosiveness, and and he was out for a minute. Um. He had to leave football and just went full-time in, in baseball. And today, those injuries, they don't, they don't like, medicines come a ways, a ways. And, uh, yeah, people, Humpty Dumpty can get put back, you know, together and, and guys can have productive careers. Now, can he stay healthy? You know, you look at his track record, yeah. he doesn't stay healthy. He doesn't. Yeah, so far he has It's a short it's a short record. Right. And and the thing is is that the athletic trainers that you have in college are nowhere near what you get in uh in the in the league, right? No, that's so when you go to Alabama, right? Mm. Alabama has so James Andrews is the top orthopedic surgeon in the country. He's the guy that invented Tommy John surgery. Uh, pitchers get it when the sure. arms start to fall apart. Oh, yeah. Um, or you just start losing velocity because you're getting older. Yeah, and, and <laughs> that can happen too. Uh, yeah. And so they have that. They have him on call. Like, uh, Tua, after that game, within six hours, he was in front of Dr. Andrews. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, a lot of people don't know that, but I have friends in the program. Yeah, I had no idea. So sure. I was getting texts like, oh, yeah, he's he's out of Mississippi. He's in Alabama. He's in front of the doctor. So these big programs, they have tons of, of really advanced medical uh, personnel. And, you know, it's really it's a big business. I mean. You're you're talking about a sixty, seventy, eighty million dollar a year kind of business. Even more than that, over a hundred million. You know, if you want to look at Michigan, if you want to look at USC, Texas, over a hundred million a year just in the football program. So they they spend for uh, not only the best medical treatment but facilities. Hmm. That's not bad, bro. That's not bad. So uh, that's a good take that you got on that. Um, I mean, I was going to say all that stuff, but since you already did. Yeah, yeah. So I know you're, you're going to be on another podcast here within the next couple of days or whatever, and I, I don't want to forget uh, to plug that podcast. But... Um, we want to kind of transition off of sports and, um, and and talk about some other topics. We've been friends for years now, and we've talked about a little bit of everything over the years. Um, how about it? You, do, you, do you feel like getting in a family? Yeah, you let's have go. To. No, okay. no, let's get into it. All right. So Alan has married a drop-dead gorgeous, beautiful, beautiful Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful girl. 
It's got yeah. one baby boy and another beautiful baby on the way. Yeah, what, uh, baby girl. Any baby girl, right? Any day now. Any day now. So, so Jack, Jack is awesome. Jack's his little boy. Come on, uh, listen. I don't want to tell people about your family. You talk about your family. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so it's it's weird because I. My wife, I, I may have married the only black Mormon there there ever was. <laughs> the only one. The only one. Um, An Egyptian, right? <laughs> the, man, when I first met her and she came home and, uh, like, my my family's like, oh, she's Filipino. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were rolling like that. And I'm like, nah, nah, player, no. Uh but uh, I met her out in beautiful Monterey, California, when I was stationed out there for the army. And um, yeah, man, it, it's a wild thing because we started dating in like February of. Oh, I'm dating myself now. February of 2015, and by Memorial Day that year. Uh, uh, we I, I proposed in San Fran, um, and so it was very quick. It's just yeah. one of those things you know, you know, and and we've been blessed. She's followed me to Arizona and Washington, and uh, out here to uh, Virginia now, and it's it's been a crazy ride, man. And kids don't make it any easier. It's like it's like pressing a reset button. Uh, like you get to a yeah. point and then you go, okay, we're good. And then life change happens and then, okay, reset. Sure. Then we got to slide into the new thing. Um, so it's, it's been, it's been interesting. We're going on, uh, six years this year. So hopefully we can nice. keep the party rolling. What have you, uh, determined has been, you know, the, the key to actually, you know, keeping things so, so loving and steady. I, I mean, I'm asking questions. Sean, you should be asking questions. I already know a lot of these answers, but it's I mean, because all about Alan, sex, baby. No, Alan, no, listen, Alan, <laughs> Alan is one of the most loving guys I've ever known. So yeah, you gotta, it's, it's, it's interesting though, because like, I mean, like you, the, the the dynamics that you have with your boys, right? Like yeah. the the dynamics you'll have with Sean, or I'll have with you, or we can have with Pazoots, or whatever. Even when he's, you know, trying to cook squirrels and feed it to us. <laughs> that's a real. That's a. Have you talked about that yet? By the way, I have not. I have not. Uh, okay, Sean, but it's a real thing. I would seem to think this that's right up thing. Michael's alley, though. Well, yeah, so uh, Sean knows that I eat squirrel, but I haven't had many conversations with Sean about all my friends that also <laughs> have had squirrel. Okay, so, so I, you know, I got buddies, too. I got a, a buddy from West Texas, and I'll loop back around to this, but I just had to, I had to, I love telling this story. So I got a buddy from West Texas, and he's, he hangs out with mountain men, and he's just a cowboy. He's got a big farm out here. All that stuff. He's an interesting dude, but love cowboys. Yeah, yeah, he's one of them. And and he was talking about squirrel, and I said, "Oh yeah, I have a buddy, uh, Mikey P, Mikey Pazoots, and uh, he traps squirrels." Mm-hmm. And and my buddy's like, "Oh, that's cool." And I go, "Eh, not really, because." <laughs> <laughs> he traps them not at his cottage that he has up in up north in the wilderness. Right, Russ Common. He traps them in his backyard, and he lives like if you go in his backyard and you look down, um, like to the south. I think that yeah, to the south, directly south, you'll see about a three quarters of a mile away a Wendy's. There's a Coney Island over there. He lives about a mile. <laughs> A mile from a Kroger. Wait, <laughs> he lives across the street from a high school. Yeah, one of the, one of the <laughs> largest high schools around, too. Like Trapping squirrel. Years. Yeah, trapping squirrel. squirrels in his backyard. Sure, why not? So these aren't squirrels that are eating acorns. They're 
eating, uh, you know, Wendy's. And <laughs> like you bring it up to him and he's like, oh, yeah, well, squirrels don't dumpster dive. So that's not a problem. And I'm like, OK, OK, Jeff Corwin. The hell they don't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think I think the dynamics you have as like with your friends is mm. completely different than the dynamics that you have with your wife. First of all. And my wife, God bless her, but I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared for to be immersed in a, a black family <laughs> to that point. <laughs> so she she's very opinionated, and uh, it's her way or the highway. And, you know, it, it's a struggle sometimes to kind of find that middle ground and, and figure out what, where where can we meet, right? Um, yeah. whereas if I'm talking with you guys, I can be like, Hey, Sean, um, yeah, what you said wasn't cool, man. Ah, oh, my bad, my bad. Right. <laughs> like it's, or, you know, I got a problem with you, Mikey. It, it does like, it gets settled. It gets straightened out. Everything's like a hundred percent, you know? Yeah. And with your wife, it's not, it's not always a hundred percent. Right. Oh no, it's got to come with some flowers and some foot rubs, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that like so you know the drill. It's I mean it's it's certainly tough. I think uh you know, having God is is central to that. You know, we always do prayer at the table for dinner. Um try and go, but it's just so hard to find a church um that's like not trying to sell you on something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, listen, I wanted to get into this, and I didn't have embraced Sean for this. All right? So, he's he's going to hear this for the very first time. I am unbraced. Now, now so, so, Alan, you consider yourself a Christian. Yeah. So, we're all Christians. We're all part of the unchurched community, if you will, at this point. Um, and you've, we're not talking about your employment. You can talk about it if you want to. But you've you've traveled quite a bit. Yeah, I, I've I've seen the world. You've seen the world, and and honestly, you're one of the smartest guys I know, for sure. Given given, like you and I have talked, and I know the shit that you've experienced. You're a very bright guy. Now, when it comes down to moving around as much as you have in your business in your line of work. And uh, trying to maintain your Christian focus, your Christian center. I'd like you to tell Sean and tell the audience how difficult it has been to find a, air quotes, local church that you could be a part of. So it, it's, it's, it's a real dilemma. And I don't know if you're going through it, Sean, or uh, I know, Mike, you have. We've talked about it in the past. So when I, when we were living out in Washington, um, we found we found a, a really good church. We just stumbled into a really good situation, and we liked the church, um, liked the pastor. It was one of those, um, hey, guys. Uh, we got a giant billboard and a giant screen and <laughs> we need more money to uh, save the pygmies in Cambodia. And we're going here, we're going there and we're doing this. And, right. And that's cool. D don't get me wrong. That's cool. But there's always the handout afterwards. Right. And uh, so then I, I kind of started getting into Bible study out there, but you know, uh, duty calls, jobs call. So we ended up moving out here to Virginia and it's, it's real hard. out. It's hard times daddy out here. Um, so you, the Christian churches out here, we've gone to a few of them. There's a lot of political stuff intertwined. I find like the way society is now. Uh, politics is weaving its way into things like, you know, I, I will never openly ever give my take on the president because, you know, at the end of the day, I work, I'm a civil servant, right? So yeah. I don't, 
I don't like my politics or my job or anything like that being interfered with when I go to listen about the work. Right. Sure. So we, we, we checked out about three or four uh, non-denominational churches out here. Then I was like, well, maybe I should give the old Catholic church uh, a throwback. Right. My, my brother-in-law was homosexual and, and God rest his soul. He passed away, unfortunately, but it, you know, I think I, I would love if the Catholic Church just kind of like embraced that and said, "Hey, you know, it's not in the book, so let's let's keep it moving, right? Let's talk about real stuff." But it's like sure. it's like going to boot camp again. You go in there. I they changed up all the stuff I learned as a kid, so I'm like just mumbling stuff, and it's just I don't I don't oh, feel yeah. close to it. Yeah, I I literally only step foot inside a Catholic church uh, for. You know, when I'm when I'm home with my parents and and it makes them feel good. So and and to get like the kid baptized, I think that's important. I'm I'm just like an old Polak at heart. So <laughs> I, I got to do that. I mean, I checked out Mormon churches. It's weird. Um, it's I, I love I have great Mormon friends. It's weird. Uh, I I don't think they'd mind me saying that. Well, when you really say it's weird, weird. they're all wearing. How how are you like? What were you brought up in? Pure Catholic Church. Okay, like pure, like think Polak Catholic Church. You go to church every day, twice on Sunday. Yeah. You in the afternoon. I'll never forget. Uh, what's the what's the Catholic station? EWTN, I think. I think it's still out. It is definitely still in existence. Yeah. So at three o'clock, you say the rosary. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, at night, you turn on the bishop's address, it, like all that stuff. That's how it was brought up. Um, it's all in Polish, right? <laughs> no, no, that's just that's just them Big trying line. to get even more extra credit uh, credit time in. But uh, um, yeah, the Mormon Church, I checked that out. That was weird. Like you walk in, you think. No offense to any Mormons out there, like, but you, you, I walked in, I thought I was like talking to David Koresh or something, and it was Waco because like everybody's dressed in like white shawls from like the 1800s, and uh, it just was like not my gig. Great people though, um, sure. And like, I've even checked out Baptist Church, like, we went to a Baptist church over here. And I, I asked my wife, I'm like, okay, it services at 1130. All right, let's roll in. And we got there about 1115. And it was singing. It was a lot of singing. Singing didn't stop. Uh, people running up and down the aisles. They had a flag. <laughs> they had a flag thing going on. Yeah, it looked like they were waving in a seven forty seven to land at uh, at Metro or something. They're ushering in the Holy <laughs> Spirit, bro. Yeah, I mean flags. They had color guard. There was glitter. There was batons. Glitter. <laughs> it was <fire>. color guard. <laughs> and I had my son with me, and he loves music, so. He was vibing out to the music. I mean, they had the full band, but we stayed for about like an hour and a half and there was not one pastor that showed up. So, I mean, at this point, we just kind of, you know, we kind of do it on our own and, um, you know, keep it at home. But like, uh, I I would love to find a, a church that speaks to me. I just don't think that it... I don't know that it exists uh, out there because it's like at the end of the day, churches, you know, they they got to have money. Right. Or, you know, um, they got to be doing something. They got to grow uh, these mega churches you got popping up everywhere. Uh, just not my I don't think it's our gig, you know, so yeah. it's more of like, you know, read the Bible. Um pray at the table and, and, you know, just try and fit it in that way. Are you, are you having issues finding a church? No, we're not looking. <laughs> I, I, I know when, uh, 
So I too married my wife very suddenly, just because it's uh, when you know you know. What's the point in waiting? Let's get this shindig rolling, you know. Yeah. And I actually moved to where she was because of circumstances and all, everything. And um, well, you were used to moving around <clears throat> anyway, though. Yeah, right? I mean, I'm I'm totally used to that whole thing. Not so much in a military thing, but. Uh, it's a long story, basically, that you can hear on an earlier episode. But you know, I moved around a lot and grew up in church my whole life. And my grandfather's a pastor, and blah blah blah. So here I find myself in uh, small town Illinois, and we went to a couple churches, and I don't know, just because of I guess where I was at and the things that I've experienced and done. As far as ministry came, it's like, you're not really, I felt like it's, you're not valuing the fact that I'm here giving you my time. Like, I, if I want to hear fucking memory verses and like children's church stories, I already lived through that. Like, why am I coming here? If I'm going to come here and listen to you and give you my tithe so that you can keep your doors open, can you not give me something that like I can apply that like matters to me and my family and like as an adult <laughs> you know and uh kind of the same thing man i mean we just recently moved to a new place right outside of st louis and now obviously with the things that are going on we can't just go try churches out but it's kind of a small town in and of itself so i kind of already understand it's probably going to be more of the same but you know, I'm also optimistic and, you know, we'll go try churches when they open and see if we can find something that speaks to us as a family. But yeah, man, on the whole, I totally get it. I, uh, I, to me, it's just the value of time and my intellect as an adult. <laughs> and it just astounds me that people go and it's basically, you know, if you go to a I mean, I don't know how you, you know, term things, but a spirit-filled or Holy Ghost-believing, Pentecostal, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, <clears throat> they're mostly just like Catholics, honestly, except it's structured a little different, you know? It's just ritual, <laughs> and I don't, I don't like that part, so. Well, it's the religion, to your point. <clears throat> At least that's the way that I would classify it. Yeah. At the end of the day, is it 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 boils down to religion, and I mean and I'm not saying all of that is bad either, but it's not not at all, not at all. If you're going two to four times a week, you better be learning something or getting something out of it, not just paying them to give you nothing. I mean I don't know. I think I, I think the one the closest thing to it is is maybe Bible study. Um, I know a lot of churches uh non-denominational churches especially are doing more bible study where it's it's a lot less of hey i'm gonna talk at you and then at the end of this we're gonna tithe right yeah uh, yeah that's the only thing like i can get with but even then there's there's this overarching like hey uh bible studies uh wednesday and we got that trip going you know, um, <laughs> hey there, listeners. I got a quick question for you. Now, do you want to look good and do good? So, if you do, let me tell you about a company that allows you to do both of those simultaneously. So, the company I'm talking about is Pura Vita and their products support charities and artisans all over the world um, with products that give back. So you gotta check out their website, paravitabracelets.com, and find your style. Uh, while you're there, you should probably also check out some other ideas for friends and loved ones. Grab some swag, share the love. And when you fill your cart, I'm going to give you a sweet little promo code that's going to allow you to save 20% off your whole purchase. 
so that promo code is simply just my name 20 so sean lunt 20 and just to spell it out because i know there's multiple ways of spelling sean although there's only one real way to spell sean that promo code is s-e-a-n-l-u-n-t-2-0 again the website is pura vita bracelets p-u-r-a-v-i-d-a b-r-a-c-e-l-e-t-s dot com and don't forget to use my promo code s-e-a-n-l-u-n-t-2-0 boom 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 so go check it out and uh, let's get back to the show And it's like, I, I'm just coming here to, to feed the soul and, and feed the mind. And, um, you know, it. I think it can be accomplished. I think if you read the Bible and you read um, and you're well versed in it, uh, you can accomplish that at home. You well, know, and dude, right now, especially, I think people like we've talked about it on this podcast. <clears throat> I think this is going to be hopefully a good thing for the air quotes church in America and how it's done just because we're literally being forced to do it from home. I agree. 100%. And all of the people who were like, you have to go to church Wednesday and Sunday. And if you don't go, you're backsliding and you need to repent and you need to be there. And like, that was such a pillar of their faith. And now you can't do it. <laughs> Well, it still is. I mean, my my folks are definitely like that. I mean, they wake up at eight o'clock in the morning, seven thirty. They're at church. Um, they go every week. My dad works at the local church, uh, St. Matthias. Shout out over at uh, nineteen and Shaner. What what St. Matthias? St. Matthias. Yeah, my dad works there. He's you know he tries to help out father. Nice guy, really nice guy. I I think, I think it really also boils down to it's gonna it's gonna cause pastors to reevaluate like the messaging, and it's gonna have to. I like Mike. You could probably speak on this since you have yeah. background, but like pastors are the draw. You go to a church because of the pastor most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. But and you know, oftentimes too, unless they got a kick-ass get- kids program. <laughs> I, was about, I was just about to say, yeah, oftentimes it also... Don't sleep on the kick-ass kids program. Yeah, oftentimes it, it comes down to how your kids are treated. Um, actually, what most studies will show, um, the Barna studies, so um, Barna, Barna Research Group um, does majority of the studies when it comes down to Christianity and churches today. Um what they find is that most adults will forego their own spirituality if the children's program is good enough and they feel like their kids are um, learning what it means to be a Christian in more of a effective way. They will actually forego their own spiritual maturity in order to ensure that their children are brought up in a Christian church. Which, honestly, think about that statement. I mean, as an adult, and am I being arrogant or ignorant here, but, like, shouldn't that be the case? Because hopefully, if, you know, and I understand Christian, you know, people are, we're all in different stages, and people have been saved their whole lives, quote-unquote, and people have been saved for five minutes, but, like, as an adult... I guess as a general statement, shouldn't you be at a place where, you know, you can kind of <laughs> figure out your faith for yourself, open your book, talk to your wife, maybe hang out with some friends? Sure. I don't know. I would argue that, um, that yeah, it probably is a, a mark of maturity for the parent, um, but also it probably could be argued that... Um, well, yeah. Well, because I don't want to sound arrogant in that. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. So there's no arrogance to be had there. It's like, here it is. I'm secure in my relationship with God enough 
to where I want to be somewhere where they focus on kids to a point where, you know, it's okay that I don't get necessarily spiritually fed, if you will, air quotes, spiritually fed. Nom, nom, nom. Or if I'm not, <laughs> I'm not ministered to personally to the level that I actually need because my relationship with God is secure enough to where I can get what I need from my own prayer time, from my own study time, right? But I may feel inadequate in my ability to raise my kids in a God-fearing way enough to make sure that they maintain their Christian values into adulthood. And that's an okay, that's an okay place to be as far as I'm concerned. It's, I think it's, it's probably even what I've experienced and what I've seen and, and I've been in it myself is that in a situation like that, you kind of just go, I know there's a lot of people in that study who probably just said, Hey, yeah, I mean, kids are getting taught good, good facility, yeah. you know, or, or his buddy Jimmy goes there. I mean, look at the end of the day, I mean, people are only going to, it takes a lot of chutzpah uh, to still a Yiddish phrase. It takes it takes a lot of courage to to go out there and dig deeper. It does. You know, I think I think people in general um, they will only go so far, and they will get satiated with uh, that feeling like, um, oh, you know, I, I I believe in Jesus. I'm good. Yeah, sure. It, sure. It's like um, I would equate it to uh, I spent a lot of time in college. I had an amazing philosophy uh, professor. He was a weird dude. He was uh, uh, from Oregon. He was an MMA fighter, but he also had a Ph.D. He was working on a Ph.D. in philosophy. And he had a, awesome. a teaching. Yeah, he was a really interesting guy. and. He had a he had acquired this philosophy, this intro to philosophy, and so we talking all this stuff, and he he, uh, he spent a good part of time talking about existentialism and Sartre, and um, it, you know it requires when you start reading stuff like philosophy, whether it's Sartre or you know um, Heidegger, or, you know you you can go down Hume, uh, whatever. Sure. Uh, it requires that you like ask questions of yourself. That's the basis of it, right there. That's you have to like, and people can either, hey, I'm writing the book report on no exit. Well, what's no exit mean? Yeah. What is what is um, Nietzsche really talking about? It yeah. turns out he's probably just a coked out idiot from Germany. Right. Mushrooms, 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 not Coke. Yeah, not okay. Coke, mushrooms. Well, allegedly. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, and the same thing applies to church. You know, you go to church on Sunday. Hey, I checked the box. I'm good to go. Oh, it's got a good kids program. Sweet. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's really about what you're most comfortable with and, and, in everyday life, we all make trade-offs on a regular basis. You know, uh, you, you can talk about it from career to marriage. It doesn't matter. Um, it's give and take. That's the way that life works. Um, and if you're going to be completely selfish and say, I reject that concept, then you'll be miserable for the rest of your life. So the fact is, is that nobody bats a thousand. And you're always um, aspiring for the best, which means that you're going to settle for a little bit less sometimes. But what greater place to settle for a little bit less than with your kids? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm saying settle for less for yourself for the benefit of your kids. That's what I'm trying to say. So I get that and I understand that and I can appreciate that. Um, at the same time, I would admonish people to uh, take the initiative to be better themselves to the point to where that they can lead their children to be better and not rely on other people. 
you know, yeah, when I it mean, comes down to Christianity. No, you know? I mean, hell, I got kicked out of my, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, catechism. Yeah, I got kicked out. <laughs> sure. Multiple times. Because I would just go, this doesn't make sense. What you're saying doesn't make sense. Like, how's this right and this wrong? Sure. Because right over here it says this is right when you're saying it's wrong. So what are we do- what are we talking about? Yeah. And then I would just goof off and make fun of it. Um, sure. But luckily, you know, I, I think it, it also goes down to like that social aspect of who are you, who are you surrounded by? Who's who's there helping you? You know, I still, you know, feared, you know, letting down my dad. Yeah. Cause I'm like, oh, it's party time. Like all this is BS. It's it's like I still realize it, but yeah, like you were saying, it you got you got to be into it. You got you got to put yourself in a position to learn. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, there's there's so much that goes into that. There's so much cultural shit that goes into um, the way we do church and the way that we do learning about what it means to be a Christian in, uh, in today's society. Uh, the, the, the problem is, is that we, we focus so much on culture and we miss the Bible. And, and me and Sean talk about this all the time. You know, our hearts should break concerning the sin that's in the world and, and the sin that's within ourselves. Like true Christianity requires us to... Um, not just evaluate ourselves, but to see ourselves in light of scripture and to, uh, to use the scripture, like Paul said, like a mirror and determine what we're looking at. So, um, like Paul said, Paul said, he says, uh, he, he talks about looking at himself, uh, as a man looking into brass, because back in that day, in the scriptural, in, in the day where Paul lived in, the uh, the the mirror that they had was just like very very shiny brass. Yeah, it he wasn't says, our so, mirrors today. <laughs> yeah, it obviously was not our mirrors today. Yeah. So, in the language that he was using, he says, he says, uh, what how I see myself is through the, basically, I'm paraphrasing the scripture. I see myself through the mirror of the word of God. So it, I am as a man looking through um, a, a brass, looking through shining brass. And I see myself being transformed into the image of the Son of God. In other words, what he was saying was that, like, as I study the word, as I look into the word, as I look into what God has mandated, and I try to pattern my life after it, I'm finding myself getting closer and closer and closer to the image of the Son of God. Uh, in other words, our goal, whether we're in church or outside of church, is to constantly pursue that image of Christ, constantly pursue uh, that, that change within us to where we become more and more and more like Christ. And the fact is, is that, that that pursuit never ends. And what's beautiful about Christianity versus every other religion in the world is that instead of demanding perfection right out the gate, we are looking for and pressing for, as Paul said, that higher calling. I'm, I'm just pursuing it. I'm running after it. Like the race isn't done. Like the reason why we don't get down on ourselves when we make a mistake is because you trip when you run. You might kick a rock or something like that. Or you might need to slow down your run and just go to a walk. You might slow down your... That's exactly what I'm saying. Like the grace of God is there to just like, all right, here we go. I, I just tripped. I just fell. I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep on running this race. The fact is, is that as we continue to look, we are continuously transformed into the image of Christ. Like over time, we're getting better and better and better and better. And I don't care what kind of church you find that in. You can find that in a Catholic church and a, you know, whatever. I don't care what kind of church, a Baptist church, a 
Episcopal church, a, you know, a Methodist church. I don't care what kind of church you're a part of. If that's not the message, you might be in trouble. And you might need to sit at home for a little while, <laughs> you know, to learn that lesson. It's it's weird because, like, in my in my travels, you know, spend a lot of time in Islamic countries, and forgiveness isn't. <laughs> it's not something that's uh, you know bandied about. Um, you know, it's just such a wild thing. You know, you yeah. You, and I never really thought about it till you said that, and and it's making me think a little bit of, of you know just for my line of work and. It's an interesting, it's an interesting concept, and and how forgiveness is really is looked at by other religions. Yeah, it's a weakness in a lot of religions, um, and especially in the religions that look at your failure as being punishable by death. Yeah. So, like, there's no forgiveness when the penalty is actually death. So, or, or battery acid to the face. I always dig that one. I don't know. I don't know that that was in uh, the Quran or whatever, but. Yeah. Uh, neither is, by the way, uh, dropping a wall on someone because they love dick. Or, or uh, what about the, uh, the old. Uh, Line them up against the wall and shoot a missile at them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. a good one too. Yeah, I'm not sure that's actually in the book, but Ecclesiastes yeah. may talk about. I don't know. <laughs> that would definitely be in Revelation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wherever it is, I missed it. I tried to read it, and I I totally missed that where it was. So <laughs> I get it. So um. So you went from church to church to church and couldn't find anything to stick with. Um, but but tell me how so so you get Jack Jack. How is it that you, uh, how is it that you maintain a a Christ centered home, if you will, or or try to you know. How is it that you're teaching Jack Jack what it means to you know, be a Christian or to love God or, or whatever? Well, it's pretty simple. Uh, you take about 45 bucks and you go down to local uh, Catholic supply store. You just buy the, <laughs> buy the paraphernalia, throw it up and knock and, um, Dunzo <laughs> only $45. Wow. <clears throat> well, you know, you splurge. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, th I think it's about, and he's only two and a half, but he's starting to comprehend yeah. things and he's starting to talk. He's like a little meth addict. <laughs> so, um, Backslide, you know, it's incorporating prayer at the table. Like I was saying, it's, it's yeah. like, Hey, um, for this past Easter, we said, Oh, this is a gift from Jesus. Jesus got you this gift. Yeah. Right. He gives you a lot of gifts, but he got you this Tonka truck. Yeah. And he said, thank you, Jesus. You know, it's about just incorporating him into life. And as as he gets older, as our baby daughter gets older, mm -hmm. um, we got to adapt and figure out how how that really how we go about things. I think for me. It's just about going through the way I'm doing it is just like going through life. And I'm, I'm just trying to consciously think about my interactions with people. I can be a gruff, gnarly SOB, right? Um, I, I think we can all get, uh, in my line of work, especially like I just, I just get into it and you know, it's black and white. You see the worst you see the absolute worst uh, in it. Mm -hmm. um, you see some good too, but you know you're inundated with the bad. So I think it you you have to have that mental that mental conversation of okay, this this is a really bad story. This is happening. 
I can't do anything about it. I'm seeing it happen. I know it's happening. What can I do? Right? Yeah. I could I could go put a warhead on some some bad guy's forehead. Um but there's just gonna be another bad guy that takes his place, you know. Um sure. so how how do you deal with that? I, I'm still looking for that answer. Maybe one of these days I'll I'll get it, but uh yeah, I think you have to have that inner dialogue to just keep you going. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's what's up. All right, Sean, where are you at? I've I've asked a lot of questions. I'm here. I have to <laughs> pee so bad, it's the only thing I can think about. <laughs> <laughs> It's all good because I I just looked at the time. I'm like, dude, it's almost ten o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, and I know I got to work in the morning, and I'm starting to feel it right now. But Man, I've been f- up since five, brother. I'm, well, yeah, I'm ready. To- well, let's put a bow too. on this, and then I'd love to have uh, Alan. I'd love to have you back on. Yeah, some absolutely. other time. This Man, was we- fun. The time time flew by. Yeah, uh, you know what? I want to have Alan back on to talk about aliens. I. T- Another time, another well, time. And we'll, we can talk behind the scenes about a few things because I have some questions. I just don't know if I can pull the trigger on. So yeah. if I'm being a little quiet, that's kind of why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can we can talk we can talk offline about it. And the aliens think trying to get me in trouble. No, no, <laughs> not aliens. As in, like I like want to know about aliens. Bigfoot. Fuck aliens. Bye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> save it. Save it. Don't get into it. We're going to save all this for a conversation offline. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll give, I'll get, we'll, we'll talk offline and, and then we'll see right. if you guys want to talk alien. All right. All right. So, Alan, uh, Alan yeah, go I ahead and plug, go. plug again, brother, all the stuff that you're involved in, your podcast yeah. and then the future podcast that you're going to be on. Go ahead and plug it for us. Yeah. We, uh, I, this is something you might be interested in. So uh, we do a lot of like really great interviews. Uh, I, like I said, my passion's horse racing. So I, I try to give a tutorial for, for new people. I try to interview exciting people. We had uh, Gary Stevens on recently. He was a, uh, he was, if you've ever seen the movie Seabiscuit or the TV show Luck on HBO. I've seen Seabiscuit. I have seen Seabiscuit. He's the jockey. He's a jockey. Get out of here. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah, Dude, that's he, awesome. he actually won the Kentucky Derby three times. Um, Holy shit. He he is on TV. He's a national broadcaster now. How short is he? I think he's like 5'4". Five, 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he was wildly entertaining. Very interesting. Um. He's got an amazing story, uh, and he's going to be coming back on again. We have a lot of folks like that. Um, that's cool. Uh, professional gamblers. We have uh, a really cool episode that's probably going to be dropping uh, the day this episode. Uh, we're taping this episode either later today or, or in the near future. Uh, Original Gangsters is a podcast that uh, a friend of mine does, and he's coming on to um, talk about uh, Last Dance, that uh, Michael Jordan documentary. I don't know if you guys are watching. I haven't seen it yet, so please don't spoil it. What are you doing? I, I've got it recorded, and I just haven't had the time to do it yet. Don't don't pull the trigger tonight because you'll get sucked into a four hour hole of <laughs> bulls. Holy crap! But we're going to be talking, um, you know, mafia and the sports. Uh, how? Like, here's some late breaking news. Uh, did y'all know that the the Pistons, like the Isaiah Pistons, like Isaiah got called to a grand jury because allegedly the Pistons were shaving points for the mob. Really? Yeah. You're talking about the bad boy era. Bad boys. Yes. No. I had no idea. He's going into that. We're talking about Michael's history with the mafia. Um, it, it exists. Uh, Michael Jordan? Yes. History with the mafia. 
So his his father was um so here here's the tee up for that story. So his father um was murdered. Um horrible, horrible uh thing. He was found shot multiple times in a car on the side of the highway. Hmm. And there's a lot of questions about that. Right. Okay. Uh was there a fish? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> there, but like there's there's a lot there's always been the rumors. So we're gonna talk about that and a bunch of other stuff. We've got sports analytic guys. Yeah, just check us out if you're interested yeah. in I gotta hear that episode. Yeah, it's gonna I be, gotta hear that one. Gonna be good. But yeah, just check us out at, at P I E S C H underscore Stewcast on Twitter and and the Patient Stew Podcast wherever you're listening to Unchurched on. Yeah, that's awesome. For sure. Yeah, thanks for having me again, guys. Appreciate it. Dude, thanks for being on. I can't wait to have you on again. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, yeah. We'll get into more, more. Uh, uh, I love, I love talking church, and and I know I've I've got a opinion on a bunch of other things that are probably. You guys really talk aliens? I haven't heard you guys talk aliens. Oh, the earlier episodes, oh we God. got into some. Uh, <laughs> it's like three in a row. We wouldn't shut up about fucking Bigfoot. Are you talking about George, like George Papadopoulos, like the no. the crazy hair kind of stuff? Ain't no, no. I, Sean won't let me get into a story like that, but <laughs> I, uh, I've I've definitely have talked a little bit of alien uh, stuff and a little bit of uh, big more Bigfoot stuff for sure. I've talked about because I'm fascinated with the whole topic. But you know what? Hey, listen, this is the Unchurched Podcast. We don't have to talk about cryptids i get it it can be a side conversation cryptozoological uh, uh creatures there's a reason why there there's a reason why there's a scientific term for it cryptozoology and you know what whatever it's all good i'm really sucked into that history channel show about skinwalker ranch dude that thing dude. Wild. i've done so much research on skinwalker ranch i think it's absolutely amazing phenomenal worth. i don't even know what you're talking about and i don't even want to ask that's right you don't even know what a skinwalker is but it's interesting i can imagine what a skinwalker would be i know sounds a little hoish but hoish <laughs> <laughs> all right so um let's go ahead and put a bow on this one huh sean you want to yeah well thanks for listening uh you can find us at Shit, where can you, can you find us? Unchurchpodcast.show is our website. If you want to check out our Instagram and Twitter, uh, our handle's at unchurchpod. And lastly, you can email us at info at unchurchpodcast.show. We'd love to hear from you. Check out Alan and his podcast. Uh, please, please, please. And uh, yeah, we love you a long time. So long, we love you. Hi, bros. Peace. Peace.